We all have people in our lives we really admire. The ones who make success look easy. The ones whose journeys of triumph inspire us to do more or become greater than we imagined possible. Ever wonder what the driving force behind their decisions was? And the subsequent actions that led to the huge leaps we now see and admire? Well, let's explore the powerful testimonies and lessons learned from leaders during their transformation journeys. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and you're listening to the Journey to Becoming podcast. Sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Welcome back to the Journey to Becoming podcast. I'm so happy to have you back as we continue our discussion on navigating the changes, transitions, and transformations on this journey called life. If you're completely new to me, I'm your host, Sabine Gideon. I serve as an executive coach, a leadership consultant, and business strategist for leaders in service-based industries. My superpower is helping high-achieving, purpose-driven leaders reach their goals by addressing the self-sabotaging behavior that usually shows up in the form of fear, lack of confidence, and money blocks. In other words, I help transform clients' thinking so that they can achieve greater success in life and business. That said, Thank you for tuning into this podcast and joining me as we explore the different aspects within our journey to fulfilling purpose, making an impact, achieving success, and creating a legacy we can be proud of. This podcast is released weekly, so be sure to subscribe via the platform of your choice, be it Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, just to name a few. Also, be sure to leave a review and or share the podcast with your network if you found value or know someone who might. Sharing is caring. You'll find links to connect with me in the notes below, and you can always reach out to me via email with questions or topic recommendations at sabine at sabinegideon.com. Without further ado, let's get into today's topic. In today's episode, we begin our four-part series around the inner critic, the chatter that keeps us awake, the chatter that keeps us in that place of self-doubt and insecurity. We're going to break down in these next few episodes what the inner critic is, how to identify it, what ways has it been keeping us back, how to refute it and challenge it, and then how to take steps to overcome it even when it comes back to taunt us. For many of us um, who are leaders who are entrepreneurs. We certainly have this inner critic who is constantly nagging, whether we're starting something new, whether we're doing something that we've been doing for a very long time, it never fails. So today we are going to focus on identifying the inner critic, recognizing it and how it shows up. So we all know the inner critic is that negative chatter, that negative dialogue in our head that tells us we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or that causes us to doubt ourselves or that causes us to question whether or not we have what it takes to move forward. And many of us walk around with this inner critic nagging all day long and we've come to believe that this inner critic is actually our own thoughts or our own beliefs. 
when in actuality, it's not. It's a combination of things, but certainly something that we can start to recognize and identify so that we can know the difference between when it's us and it's a true thought that we want to hold on to and when it's fear showing up or when it's doubt showing up or when it's self-sabotage showing up. And so when you think about your thoughts, we think every thought that comes into my mind is true. When in reality, every thought that comes through your mind is not true. Your mind is like the storage house of information. And depending on how old you are, you have years and years of information stored there. And so your mind will look for commonalities. If a situation happens, it goes back into its roller decks. That's how old I am. Roller decks and, and tries to identify where have I seen this before? Where have we experienced this before? And then it gives you an image. It gives you a picture that shows up in words that you then have the opportunity to receive or to say, yeah, you know what? That's not true or that's not me or I'm not at that place anymore. If you've never heard of the bear model, I just want to demonstrate how your thoughts actually really do impact your results for good or for bad. So the bear model is basically beliefs, emotions, actions, and results. So I'll paint the picture of how it works together. So you have a thought, right? Your emotions get attached to it. So if something bad happens in, in that moment, you're like, I can't win or bad things are always happening to me. And you attach that emotion of sadness or defeat or whatever negative thing. Now you've told your subconscious mind, I can't win and this is a defeating thing. So guess what your mind is gonna lead you to do? It's gonna be like, okay, this is a bad thing. So we're not gonna do it. We're gonna move away from it. And then your results end up being more times than not what you don't want you can recognize and realize that there is actually a way to differentiate your thoughts or separate your thoughts from your emotions before they start negatively impacting your actions and your results. So from an entrepreneur standpoint, I'll give that example. So if you're in that place of, I got to generate revenue on the surface, it looks like it's a good thing, right? It looks like it's a positive thing. But if you allow fear, if you allow scarcity, to, to link up to that, then it becomes, oh my gosh, I got to generate revenue or I don't know what I'm going to do and I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. It creates this string of stories for you. And then your actions either become now I'm working a hundred times harder to generate this revenue, or you start to give up because the feelings and the emotions of overwhelm start to take over you where you feel like, okay, I'm never going to make this money. I just want to give up. And then you end up in the result that you obviously didn't want. The result that you wanted was to generate revenue, but because you attached fear and you attached scarcity to it, you ended up in a place of not having it. Whereas same situation where you attach abundance, where you attach emotions of joy to it, your results would be different because your actions would be different. And so that's the bear model. I wanted to start with the foundation just so you can have some sort of imagery of what is happening with your thoughts when they are unchecked. We all have a variation of our inner critic, right? Because our, our life experiences are different. More often than not, these the inner critic has been created from our childhood. And then every experience that we've had leading up to where we are today has more than likely reinforced that inner critic. And we just carried around not knowing or not even realizing that that's not me talking. That's a belief that was formed when I was four. 
And I'm still holding on to that. And that four-year-old critic is bullying me now as an adult. Part of what we're going to focus on today is identifying where it comes from, origins of your inner critic. So we all know, depending on what our experiences are, a lot of it comes from our parents or whoever our primary caregiver was or is. So I'll give you an example that I had as it revolves around money specifically. I'm an immigrant. And obviously with parents who were just trying to make it, we didn't have a lot. And I came here with my dad first. And then later on came my brother and my sister. And when we go back to school shopping, it's not like I got much. I got maybe three or four outfits for back to school and had to deal with whatever I had the year prior. The first year when they came, we went school shopping and I didn't think anything of it. I picked out my three, four outfits because that's what I had been accustomed to for the last three years. And in the middle of the store, my mom turns around and she yells at me like really loud. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Don't you know that there are other people who need it more than you or something to that effect? In that moment, I was eight and I was tearful in the store. I just got embarrassed. But what I didn't realize up until a few years ago was that seeded in me that other people need it more than me. Other people need resources more than me. And so it it created this belief that I wasn't deserving of money or that others needed it more. And so growing up through my life, like I've always had financial resources, praise God. But I've always been that person who always had money, but then never had money. I get money and automatically I got to spend it. Why? Because the belief was sown, you don't deserve money. You have to give it away. And so I could never save or I could never hold on to money because of that childhood experience and never realizing it. So here I am, even in high school and in college, working two jobs just to make all this money that I never could keep. That's how something in your childhood can be sown and start to manifest all throughout your entire life until you recognize, oh crap, this voice telling me that I need to spend this or this voice telling me that I need to give it away, it's not really mine. It's rooted in a negative experience and a negative belief. The other one that I wanted to share was because we were immigrants, there was this pressure that was put on us as kids, you got to go to school and you got to get A's and you got to do good or you're going to end up back in Haiti. And so there was a seed sown in me of, I got to strive harder and harder so that I don't end up in poverty. And again, it was doing the same thing. While the seeds that were sown in this particular case were meant to be positive, right? It was to push me to do better so that I didn't end up in a bad place. What it created, however, because of the emotional attachment of fear that I had placed with it, what it created was negative results. So here I was always working, always striving, always pushing, but it was almost like the self-fulfilling prophecy. I was always living in this, not poverty mindset, but lack mindset. That's a better term. It was always a lack mindset. So when it came to finances, my lack mindset showed up. When it came to me being able to explore and do different things, the lack mindset showed up where it was kind of like, can you really do that? Do you really have what it takes? Is that really, is that really at your level? Are you there yet? I shared two examples of the negative side and the positive side, but in the end, both had negative emotions attached to them, which is why they showed up in a negative capacity.
that's the origins of the inner critic. And now I want to move into some types of critical thoughts that we have. One of the ways that your inner critic brings you down is through doubt. It tells you that you aren't good enough to succeed, or it seeks to undermine your confidence. Think about the last time that you set out to do something different, whether it was start a business or expand your business services or go back to school or take on another job. You read the job description and you knew you had 70 to 80% of the qualifications. And yet that little nagging voice came back and was just like, what about the 20%? What about if they don't even look at your resume? So that's one of the ways that inner critic comes out is through doubt. It creates a self-doubt. And it chips away at your confidence. So you could be excited about something one day. And then the next day you're, eh, it was a good thought. Maybe I shouldn't move forward with this. You have to start questioning. Okay. Am I thinking that? Like, how did I go from excitement one day to complete disregard? Or I don't want to move forward with that the next day. The other way it shows up is with guilt, the guilt trip. When you like, when you're obsessing on what you could have said differently, leveraging the example, something happens and, and, and your manager gets mad or someone says something to you and you're sitting there stewing. What did I say? How could I have said it differently? Like you're having this whole conversation multiple times in different ways in your mind, all because someone said something to you that you didn't understand. And so rather than seek understanding, help you automatically go and side into this place of this is what I should have did or how could I have done that judgment is another one using really harsh words I hear people say stuff to themselves all the time and I correct <laughs> I correct people because first of all what you say to yourself matters your subconscious is listening to everything that you are saying. So if you are speaking negative stuff, guess what? Your subconscious is receiving negativity and that's what it will give out to you. I hear people like, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so dumb. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? And we've all done that, but you have to stop and ask yourself, why am I talking to myself like that? Why am I using such negative words to describe myself? Would I use those same words to describe a friend of mine or like someone that I cared about? So judgment is one that shows up and it, it, it seems so common. You do something, you're like, ah, you idiot. Guess what? Your subconscious mind is registering that. So when something happens completely, totally unrelated that rattles you or that triggers you, you're going to go back into that place like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot, or they think I'm an idiot, or I'm not smart enough, or I can't do this because I'm an idiot. Those words are going to come right back to you. A fourth one is shame, allowing your negative self-talk to convince you to feel shame. Shame also uh, aligns a lot with that fear of failure because there's always that nagging thought, oh, if I go and I do this and I don't succeed, then I'm going to be ashamed. Or if I tell people I'm going to do something and it doesn't work out, then I'm going to be ashamed. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be humiliated. Whatever word you want to attach to that. So if you found yourself thinking maybe I shouldn't move forward with something because I, I fear that I'll be shamed afterwards, start to question, is that true? If I do share with people who are supportive of me, Will they actually shame me or will they continue to support me? 
Another one is rejection. For a lot of people who refer to themselves as people pleasers, this is one of the ones that binds them up or that is a trap for them. They're so afraid of someone not liking them. They're so afraid of someone rejecting them or someone not appreciating them that they're operating from that nagging voice saying, if you don't do this for them, they won't like you. If you don't do this for them, they're not going to be your friend. And so that's what drives them to give and give and give and expend at, at the expense of their own mental, emotional security. If you've ever found yourself pushing forward and doing something that you really didn't want to do, rejection or the fear of rejection is that nagging voice that's driving you towards making those decisions. And then harsh words. I, I've heard people say stuff like, I'm trash. Ever you find yourself speaking negatively to you about you, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. That's not me talking. That is not my voice. And that's not what I believe about myself. Unfair comparisons. And I'm sure some of you will be able to relate to this. It's when you're seeing other people's highlight reads or seemingly successful individuals, and it just becomes this thing that chips away at your confidence because now you've taken the focus off of what you are capable of doing and the zone of genius that you can operate in. And now you're looking at other people. And so as you're looking at other people and you're looking at all the things that you can't do yet, you're negating the whole fact that you have a subset of skills that you can start to work on. When we're comparing our level one with people's level 10, that's not fair. That's not fair to ourselves. And comparison is one personally I've dealt with. It, it's always been there, but it wasn't until I stepped into entrepreneurship that I had to face it because it was just debilitating. It became so debilitating where I didn't want to take action. I didn't want to do anything because nothing I did was good enough. You need to be able to recognize when those thoughts are happening to say, nope, actually, I'm not going to compare myself to someone. I am whole. I am complete where I am today. I have all of the resources. I'm doing all of the things that I need to do at this stage in my life. And the last one is projection. Ugh, projection is really you taking your own negative emotions and then projecting them onto someone else because they said, or they did something that triggered that negative emotion that you already had. You have to uncover what was it about that situation that triggered you because oftentimes it's not the other person, it's us. It's our reaction to what was said. It's our reaction to what was done. I was working with a client at one point and in the past she had been in organizations where they were male dominated and because she was a female obviously and she was younger, she was treated less than kind. So it seeded this issue or challenge with males who try to dominate her or dominate in any situation. And here we were years later, where now she's the manager and the direct report didn't come in prepared with um, something that she had asked for. And without even inquiring, did you not understand my ask or did you not understand the assignment? She immediately went to, this is very reflective of someone who doesn't respect me. So this whole spiral of what this person not completing the assignment met. So in this particular situation, she was carrying the past experiences of not being respected or not feeling she was heard into a new situation. So I share that as an example. 
sometimes we don't even recognize that we're projecting and sometimes we don't recognize the source of the projection. Hopefully this was helpful for some of you to recognize some of your own triggers and your own root causes for your inner critic showing up. So we talked about the inner critic, what it is, why it shows up. It's the dialogue that plays in your head. We talked about the bear model. So how your thoughts, your beliefs are impacted by your emotions and then lead to your actions and your results. And so being mindful that just as much as you can have a positive situation or a positive thought be infected with a negative emotion and then lead to negative results, it's the same thing on the other side. It could be the negative stuff that you can assign a positive emotion to that will lead to positive results. Then we talked about the origins, the experiences that we have growing up as children either reinforce or create new, new critics. And then we talked about the types of critical thoughts. And so that was doubt, guilt, judgment, shame, rejection, harsh words, unfair comparisons, and projection. So for today's assignment, as you go through the day, I want you to just pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to the things that you're thinking. If you can, keep a, a journal by your side so that every time something negative comes up, you can identify it. For some of us, it's so ingrained in our day-to-day -day that we don't even recognize what's happening. Be mindful of the things that you're thinking. Be mindful of the triggers as well. That's another layer. But if you can recognize when you've been in a, a pattern for five minutes of shaming yourself or projecting onto someone else, you can acknowledge them when they're happening and identify the triggers. The only way to truly conquer it is to identify what is its source. And if you can get to the root of the source and uproot that and begin to seed more positive seeds in there, then you can begin to defeat that particular critic. Well, that's all that I have for you today. I invite you to complete the assignment I shared during the show for your own personal development and growth. If you get stuck, feel free to reach out to me privately via email. Also, be sure to join me next week as we continue our exploration of what it truly means to be and become individuals who walk in purpose, make an impact, build legacies, and experience success. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So download, subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone who needs some help getting out of their own way. Until next time, have a wonderful and purposeful week.